All right. Um, here we are. Welcome to Between Two Furnaces. I am Luke Wyden. I'm here with Matt Barbosa, Big Cat Barbosa. We are having our what we call our one-on-one -on -one meeting today, and we wanted to uh, just touch on the idea of follow-up. You know, um, I think this is the lost art in our business. I think most people don't even have a process, let alone even do it. Um, I think that's where the gold is at, if you will. Matt, thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Like right now, I'm in year two of my career as a salesman and follow-up, I'll be totally honest, it's not something I have totally nailed yet. It's not second nature to me. So uh, I was reading something and, um, you know, follow-up should be something that's on the calendar, especially for a salesman early in his career, someone, you know, who hasn't mastered the art yet. It needs to go on the calendar. Yeah, I, I always, you know, thought it should be a systematic approach to reaching out to people and adding value and and creating those follow-ups. But yeah, you're right. It's got to be in the calendar. It's got to be just a normal activity. One thing I read, you know, the um, from the National Sales Executive Association says 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect. Never. So just just think of that scenario, Matt. You got one customer gets 10 bids and they're chewing on 10 bids. Five of those people will never contact them again. It's disgusting. It's ugly. <laughs> it's sickening, right? Yeah. And they go on they go further to say 25% of salespeople will only make a second contact and stop. All right. So what does that mean? 25%, 2.5 out of 10 yeah. are going to actually have a second contact with that customer. It's unbelievable. It's, it's ridiculous. So, again, I think the, the gold is in this follow-up because most people aren't even doing it. Here's a statistic right in front of you. You know, Most people are going to do it. So just the exercise of doing it, even if it's a... a, uh, a Caddy wampus, if you will, way about it without a systematic approach. You're still going to be ahead of 75% of the people that are out there selling. How crazy is that? I mean, follow is one of those things that it's one of the easier parts of sales. You know, it yeah. takes so little energy. It's free. I mean, it's it really doesn't take a lot of effort to do follow up. That's the sad thing. It it is. Um, so again, it's just it's just doing it. I think is the key. But um, I think the people that do do it also make a a big mistake. In a follow up is not a ask for the business every time. It shouldn't be. Some people think it is, and that's where you know get you become annoying or you become the pushy salesman by just calling. You know, man, if if I'm trying to sell you a coffee mug. And I call you every day asking you, hey, you ready to buy? Are you ready to buy? Are you ready to buy? How annoying is that? Yeah, that's just annoying. You're just someone that wants something from me. You're not trying to do something for me. Right. Um, there, there, there needs to be some part of your process that is a follow-up in terms of a touch or a f uh, reach out to the customer where you're just adding value. Hey, Matt, 
we discussed this variable speed air conditioner. Here's a little more information. Here's a YouTube video to help further explain what we talked about, right? Adding value, not asking for the close. I agree, and I think, you know, take it a step further. It's the sales process, it's a, it should be a series of, of questions and listening, you know? And through those questions and listening, you're going you're gonna to get some very valuable information. And circling back to something like, hey, you know, this pertained to what we talked about. Thought you would find this interesting, something relevant, something that, you know, is it could be a sale, a new product, you know. Um, yeah, so something relevant to the discussion you had in your first meeting, right? You know, um, like I said, I know our team we like to send uh, follow up YouTube videos on certain products that we're offering in terms of air conditioning, furnaces, whatever, to help clarify and justify what you're talking about initially with that prospect so um that's just one idea is you know if you're for instance we're a carrier dealer so if we're out there talking about a five-stage um vna air conditioner we will uh, in a follow-up process send a video about the technology specifically that's straight from carrier that that emphasizes the importance of what you're trying to sell to solve their problem right oh yeah so what other ideas Matt do you have you found that are, are successful that are not necessarily hey are you ready to buy but add follow-ups that add value let's talk about that follow-ups that add value to the process yeah um, follow-ups that add value to the process you know I, I'm not big on I'm a facts and numbers guy. I like knowing how equipment works, but I'm not big on educating the customer to the nth degree when I'm in their home. And I really do like the video because that's the opportunity to have a really nice, concise way. And the customer can take it as much as they want. They can um, pause that video. You know, it just helps them see it and hear it and imagine what they're going to be buying a little bit better. So I really do like the youtube videos i think that does add value yeah exactly and uh one one other way i think about following up is also after the sale i think where most people um drop the ball is there's going to be occasions where you are out and let's say you are quoting a furnace and air conditioner and they elect just to go with the furnace installation goes well and they never hear from that salesperson again I think that's the, the biggest tragedy, you know. So I was reading something recently, and they broke follow-up down into three categories. And it was follow-up, follow-through, and follow-back. And I think what you just talked about goes to follow-back. And following back, I mean, I th an easy way to do it, put the, the date of the sale in your phone and have Siri give you a reminder. Or get their birthday or a kid's birthday or notice something about them. You know, if they're talking, whatever, follow back should be tied to something you remember, something kind of personal from that initial sales visit. And following back is a great opportunity to enhance their original purchase with something else. Right, exactly. And I think um, the salespeople in our industry that really kill it are relationship builders. So they're falling back in your scenario to something that they are uh, have the same interest and keep, continue to build that relationship after the sale. So for us, we're up here in Chicago. You know, a good fallback would be you see a lot of Cubs 
Chicago Cubs paraphernalia on customers' wall. Hey, when they win the World Series, shoot that guy an email and say, hey, guess what? We're champions again, if that ever happens. You know, but something to fall back on. And then you have an open dialogue. And you say, hey, you know, by the way, I know, I remember we spoke about this humidifier or we spoke about this, you know, or, hey, how's that furnace working that we've installed three months ago? Or take it one step further. I, I like the idea of reminders in your phone. So um, when I was out selling, I would always put a reminder in. Like if I sell something today, today's May 21st, 2019, I'm putting a reminder in my phone for May 21st, 2020. I sold a full system to Matt Barbosa. Here's the address. Follow up with them on his one-year anniversary. I think one-year anniversaries are huge because they get the one year of being able to experience the product that you installed, and it's a follow-up for, more importantly, referrals. I think the one-year Happy customer is awesome for referral, right? So, hey, Matt, it's and this is an email format typically. Hey, Matt, it's been one year. Hope you enjoyed the system we installed this time last year. By the way, we have a maintenance program that you should elect to be in if you're not already a part of. So we tee that up, and then we tee up a, hey, is there anybody that you know that it would be able to uh, benefit from our services? You know, a friend family member, whatever, you know, our best referrals, our lifeline are, uh, is, is referral. So all this ties together. I think um, that this follow-up, fallback, follow-through process is great because, one, it's creating activity. Revenue-generating activities are key in our business. So following up emails, texts, phone calls should be a every part, uh, every day part uh, of your process. So if it's, you know, I, I ideally, if, if you're making 20 phone calls a day, 10 of them are follow-ups or follow-throughs or follow-backs, however you want to call it, you know? And, I mean, to that point, one more, I think the common thread that needs to kind of weave through all follow-ups is tying back to emotions. I mean, buying is a really emotional process, and we can sit here and try to justify logic all day, but the truth is, I mean, it's the it's the emotional experience, the emotional thoughts that are going to move the needle the most with customers. So um, I think that's another way you add value to follow-ups is you you circle back to the emotional things you remember from, you know, the pain, I guess, is what we would call it. Yeah, I think you need, everyone needs to fill their day, um, the gaps in their day with follow-up calls and just plan it, prepare for them, and pursue them, you know, because that's where the gold is. So. Um, all right, let's sign off here for today. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Matt. Likewise. And we'll, we will continue to put out some content for the HVAC sales people out there. And if you have any questions or you want us to talk about anything specifically, send us an email at between two furnaces. That's between the word two furnaces at gmail.com. Thanks. Happy selling. <laughs>